To unlock the potential of OTData, we first have to look into its past to see its future. Let's unveil the secret of OTData all here on OTData Next. Hello, I'm Elvis. Hi, I'm Lin, and you are listening to OTData Next. For today's episode, we have invited a special guest, Mosa's cybersecurity expert. Jesse, welcome for joining us. Hi, Elvis. Hi, Ling. Hello, everyone. Thanks, Elvis. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, Jesse is here today to talk about industry cybersecurity. But before we start to ask Jesse, I want to put this question to Ling. How do you think about the industry cybersecurity? I know it's a very important subject, especially considering the amount of data we use every day. Although I'm not entirely sure how cybersecurity relates to OT data. Isn't it mainly an IT thing? Mm, you are right. The cybersecurity we are familiar with is most dealt with from the IT side. However, did you know that in recent years, there has been a lot of cyber attacks on the OT side, millions of data just gone, just like that. So since we are putting more emphasis on OT data, it's only reasonable to look at is, is the security, don't you think? Yes, I hear about the cyber attacks, but wouldn't OT data just be covered by the IT cybersecurity system? I mean, mm, sure, they wouldn't let OT data just run around naked, right? Or exposed like that. Well, Jesse, you are experienced in both IT and OT. Can you share with us what you think about the subjects? What do you think industrial cybersecurity is trending right now? Okay, thank you, Lin. Well, I wouldn't describe it as running around naked. Uh, I would say that OT data <laughs> is rather exposed at the moment. The reason why IT cybersecurity isn't really working, I think, is twofold. The first is that there is a fundamental difference in priorities between IT and OT. Oh, what do you mean by that? Uh, well, so IT's security protocol focuses on what they call the CIA. Well, not the intelligence agency, but confidentiality, <laughs> integrity, and also availability. So IT will choose to protect its data using this exact order. Okay. However, for OT, the priority is completely reversed. So OT cares more about availability, integrity, and then confidentiality is actually pretty low on the list. So Ooh. this is why a lot of OT communication protocols are not originally designed with encryptions or authentications, since the main focus is to make sure that the equipment talk to each other. Well, communication does sound pretty important, considering automated operation depend on it. What's so wrong with putting emphasis on that? Well, Lin, I'm so glad you asked. There is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to make sure that devices communicate well with each other. However, the thing is that this is where my second point comes in. Since communication isn't private anymore, it makes the entire system more vulnerable to attacks. Could you elaborate on that? Uh, yes, of course. So as you know, digital transformation accelerated by this pandemic has mm -hmm. prompted 
us to connect more and more OT devices, not just with each other, but also to the internet. Mm -hmm. So the reason why devices are connected to the internet is so that they can be easily configured by a o OT personnel remotely. So think about the kind of cybersecurity threat this poses, because in the past, all the configurations are done in person by connecting to an USB on site. Mm -hmm. All valuable data or conversations, if you will, are kept uh, relatively private. However, since everything is connected to the internet right now, the conversations are no longer protected, which poses a huge challenge for cybersecurity. Oh, so let me get this straight. In other words, the OT environment back in the day is like two people having a private conversation in a private room. Not exactly secure, but good enough. But now it's like two people having the same conversation out loud, sitting in a room next to a busy street with all the windows and doors open so that everyone can just listen in one conversation. Uh, yes, exactly. That's crazy. Why I have a secret that I don't want people to know about? How does this affect the industrial space? So Lin, you're right, and that is precisely the problem. So what if anyone can gain access to our secrets? In real life, if someone overhears your secrets, the consequences may be embarrassing, but in business, leaked information can have a catastrophic uh, consequence. So mm -hmm. take a recent incident in the US, for example, the Colonial Pipeline. They are the largest pipeline system for refined oil products in the US. And it was recently held ransom by a hacker organization called DarkSide, which resulted in oil shortages along the East Coast and thus caused immense stress and panic to the public. So mm -hmm. from this incident, we can actually see the consequences of a vulnerable OT system under attack. The impact is unimaginable and the risk is very high. Mm. That's interesting. It seems like nowadays, industrial cybersecurity is a must have. And I think what frightened me more is about just that people could be peeping in our secret, but we don't even know who is creeping on us. Why? Because since everything is digital and everyone is hiding behind a computer screen. Mm, I think I'm watching this. Yeah. <laughs> so it definitely that's the biggest issue. I think a lot of us in OT is running into is what we should use to be able to sting and uh, touch the threats. But I mean, even the environment has somewhat a perceivable physical form, like it's hot, it's cold, it's windy. But cybersecurity threats are just kind of out there. It makes the whole thing even scarier. I think a lot of people in the industry feel the same way. So, um, Jesse. From your experience, can you tell us what are some of the commonly commonly issues or challenges people facing uh, when they try to build a better cybersecurity system? Sure, no problem. I hope that nobody is watching us right now. I hope. Well, <laughs> since the reason why a lot of clients <laughs> are we want a lot of listening to us. Okay, so we're we're private. We're secure. We're safe. Okay, we're the experts. <laughs> Right. Now, so to answer your question, well, since the reason why a lot of our clients are aware of OT cybersecurity is because either their bosses want it or because it's trendy or maybe it's due to some regulations. So they are not exactly too familiar with the concept. So one of the most common first reactions our clients have is, 
what is OT cybersecurity anyways? Mm-hmm. Or they might say, what am I supposed to do? Mm. Now, when they ask this, the real question behind is usually, what exactly does OT cybersecurity protect? Oh. Could you give us an example? Yeah, so it really depends on what an enterprise considers to be important. So some will want to protect their trade secrets, like an enterprise that wants to keep the parameters of their production process under wrap because this information is confidential to them. Now, some want to protect their production line because if the production line is stalled for even a minute, they can end up losing billions of dollars. Oh, wow. So it really, yeah, it really depends on the companies themselves. So take Taiwan Power Company, for example. Recently, it was forced to shut down for a little while, causing a nationwide sporadic blackouts, which not only resulted in a lot of dissents from the citizens, it also cost a lot of factories, productions, money, and time. So from this, you can see that stability and quality are two very important aspects for key infrastructures, since any little glitch in the system could have a devastating result. Yes, I can see that. I do remember that blackout. Yeah, so imagine if this is during a wartime. Think about how catastrophic this would have been. Key infrastructures really need to be reliable, and that is what industrial cybersecurity is protecting. So going back to OT cybersecurity, could you explain to our audience how it differs from IT cybersecurity? Sure, no problem. Well, as I mentioned earlier, IT and OT cybersecurity are fundamentally different in that each has a very different priority than the other. So what works for IT wouldn't necessarily work for OT. This is why we can't directly use IT cybersecurity solutions on OT cybersecurity. A prime example would be the uh, the IT patches. It's a common IT practice to just patch according to the schedule. However, since the equipment's lifecycle is completely different for IT and OT, patching really doesn't work for OT because most OT equipment's life cycles, they range from five to 10 years, even 20 years, which is generally because in OT, stability is key. So often owners wouldn't risk changing their equipment in fear of disrupting their whole production. Well, uh, uh, that's really an OT special issues. Um, but can you give us another example? Yeah, sure, no problem. So another example would be maybe antivirus softwares. So a lot of clients, they refuse to install the antivirus on the OT devices because they are afraid of what it could possibly hinder. So what if it's incompatible with the device? What would happen to the production? These are the questions that the owners have. And since IT's main concern is confidentiality, it will most likely block everything that is considered to be a potential threat. So it doesn't have to be an actual threat. Maybe it's just a potential threat. Maybe it's just flag, but it will block everything due to security. So what if this software accidentally blocks some of the packages? How would that affect the overall production? So these are all the things that prevents OT clients from actually installing antivirus or these kind of softwares on OT devices, because it is, um, although it is a pretty standard for IT, but from this case, we can see that you can't really just take an IT cybersecurity technology and implement it on a OT security solution. So it is important to look at the actual application scenario before deciding what to do or what technologies to apply. Oh, no wonder. OT is so reluctant to install IT solution directly. 
It's like two people going in completely different directions. This reminds me of one of our clients' case. Supposedly, in the beginning, when they want to start implementing OT cybersecurity, their IT suggests a standard screen server protocol that protects their device when the operator steps away to protect the data. Seems like a great idea, right? So they decide to mm. install this on HMIs, and guess what happened? Apparently, every time the operator steps away from the device, the screen server will come on, which means the operator will have to re-enter the passcode every single time. Well, that's the screen server doing the job, right? Huh, yes, but little too well. If we look at it from the operator standpoint, do you know how many HMI are actually on site? If the screen server comes on each time, the operator step away. Imagine how much time have to be spent on inputting the passcode when he come back. What made thing worse was that no one could even remember the passcode which stole to on the production line. Whew, yeah, just thinking mm. about it made me tired. So yes, it's actually pretty tiring. Now, this is a classic example of what happens when the two worlds collide because of the difference in their priorities. Now, considering the case that you just mentioned, uh, since most of the computing systems are constantly on in an OT application, having it turned off would not just be a nuance, but an actual threat to the safety of the workers. Wow, how so? Well, say for example, someone's hands get caught in the machine and you would want to turn the machine off instantly. So you would need to input the password because you have the screensaver on. But even if you actually remember the screensaver's password, can you really enter it correctly under that pressure? Mm -hmm. And what if you get locked out of the system completely after maybe three, three tries? Mm -hmm. Then what would happen? I'm pretty sure by this time, the poor man's hand might be gone already. So at this okay. point, a simple screensaver that was meant to protect the security kind of just took away the man's hand. So that screensaver is no longer just a simple pain in your neck, but it has been elevated to an extra danger to the workers' lives. Oh, so this is why even though the IT cybersecurity technology is relevantly mature, it doesn't work for the OT application, which made me wonder. If we do want to start transforming our OT cybersecurity, what can we do to afford a setback like this? Well, I would definitely recommend building a dedicated security team, provided that the enterprise has enough resources. And this security team would need to include both OT and IT personnel. Since IT understands cybersecurity technology and OT understands how the whole operation operates. So only by collaborating with each other would they be able to gain the full view of both the OT's needs and also what types of cybersecurity would be appropriate in such scenarios. Furthermore, I think it's also important to have the right mindset when considering cybersecurity solutions. And that is, there is no such thing as 100% security or coverage. In other words, there is no way to eliminate risks completely. Now, what I meant is cybersecurity is really a display of managerial capabilities. A risk can be significantly lowered, but not completely eliminated. So hence, it is very important to balance your perceived risks and also your funds, since we can't obviously just dump all the money we have into the pit. 
identifying the issue and recognizing how much money you're willing to throw at is actually the right way to do it. And that's a key point here. Mm, I do fully agree. Risk can can never be fully eliminated, but it can lower the lower the risk, the 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 damages significantly if you're doing the right thing, right? So that's a very good mindset to have. But to do so, as you mentioned, we have to be able to recognize our potential risk before doing anything about it, right? Correct. Mm, hey Jesse. So so can you give perhaps give us some examples? Sure. Well, to uh, the first thing I would recommend is to start evaluating the risk factors by asking yourself what types of attacks am I most concerned with and start to go from there. So for instance, mm -hmm. if I'm worried about outside attacks, then a firewall could be a good starting point. Mm -hmm. If I'm concerned with ransomwares rampaging through my networks, then a potential solution would be to have some segments inside my network where the OT network is located to isolate the ransomware when it is detected, mm -hmm. or maybe if I'm worried about maybe protecting my key infrastructure equipments, then perhaps an IPS would be the solution. So uh, nowadays, most OT networks are a very flat network. Once you've gone into the OT network, it's all the same intranet. So mm -hmm. if you want to prevent your threats from spreading inside your intranet, then I would say the best thing to do is to segment your networks first. Oh, wow, that's very helpful. So what you are saying is it all comes down to simple figure out your goals and then find a way to do it. Yep, exactly. So I'm curious, we spend a lot of time talking about our OT cybersecurity presence. What do you think about its future? What do you think is going to be the next frontier for our OT cybersecurity? Well, for one thing, I think that cybersecurity threats are going to become worse than it is right now. Like ransomware would probably morph into ransomware as service. Yes, so now wow. it has become a business model to make <gasps> money. Well, wow. I, I, maybe I should become a hacker too. <laughs> but no, no, this no, is no, because, no, no. yeah, this is because <laughs> hackers are now realizing two things. The first, there is a lot of money to be made in holding OT equipment hostage. Mm. So maybe I should consider being a hacker. Okay, and the second <laughs> is, OT environments are more <laughs> vulnerable to cyber attacks compared to IT environments since it's still new to being connected to the net. In other words, OT is full with entry points perfect for cyber attacks. But for IT, because IT has been doing a lot of cybersecurity over the years, so some of the vulnerabilities in IT are already patched, whereas these vulnerabilities still exist in the OT network. So for hackers, this is a new playground. And in this playground, they can dig up some gold, dig up some ransom. So this is actually creating a very vicious cycle. Oh, wrong. <laughs> and I think everyone here about what you are saying would be feel really, really nervous about that. So now <laughs> a, tag, a, a target is not you have a technique. If you have enough money, have resources, you can do any attack you want. So so I think it, it, so I think that might be the future, although I don't want to that happen. But Jesse, if anything we can do to stop or mitigate these things happening? Yes, um, I'm glad you mentioned the word mitigate rather than eliminate it, because like I mentioned before, elimination is not possible. We can mitigate it for sure. So as I mentioned uh, earlier, the easiest solution for 
maybe for ransomware attacks would be to compartmentalize or segment your network. The idea is pretty simple, is to basically divide and conquer. So if the intranet is divided into compartments or in, into segments, when a ransomware is, de de is detected, we can lock down that part of the area and not have it affect other parts of the internet. Sorry, the, your intranet. So this mm -hmm. could potentially take down maybe 10% of your production power, but at least you still have 90% running. So that's 90% mm -hmm. still alive versus 0% if you don't mm -hmm. have any segments inside your, inside your OT network. So oh. due to the ransomware running rampantly in the system, I would suggest that segmentation would be the first step. Furthermore, trying to restore 10% of your overall production requires a lot less effort than trying to restore all of it. So obviously there are still a lot of things that needs to be done to build a mm. more secure cyber network. But I'd say that segmenting your network would be the good start and it will be more cost-effective. Oh. Wow. Hey, Jesse, thanks for your this insightful information and experience. I think no that's that's right. So mastering OT cybersecurity is definitely, um, how to say that, a balanced act between your funding, resource, technology, and uh, um, important is managerial capabilities. A try and run type of learning experience, maybe still we are we are starting to do that in the OT in the ITOT integrated persons. How do you think, Ling? I think I really need to learn more about OT cybersecurity. But seriously, thank you, Jesse, for sharing with us today. It's really helpful to have someone with so much experience sharing some insight with us because mm. of how much information is out there, it gets a bit overwhelming. Of course, no problem. I understand that OT cybersecurity is actually quite new, and I'm glad to be helpful mm. on your podcast. And thank you very much for having me. Mm. So do you know what other tech advances are happening as we rush into the digital transformation era? Are you curious to find out what other new trends are on the horizon? But be sure to turn in next time for the new text of OT Data. I'm Lin. And I am Elvis. Thanks for listening to OT Data Next. We will see you next time.